episode of the Nintendo RTM Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. I hope everyone is enjoying their copies of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 today. It's because right now I'm just waiting for my copy coming from Nintendo from the Nintendo store. Ah, uh, man. It's like, but either I way. your pain. I, yeah. But either way, I hope everyone's enjoying the game. I've heard nothing but great things. And, uh, to can you believe we're already in August? Almost, we're getting into August now. Oh, my God. Yes. Think about it. Yes. Yeah, I, I usually that was supposed to be the point where I gloat, but I get my uh my copy via our boss Kip Keith, and he usually sends it to me like late at night after he's home from work. So I have I have like a whole day that I could have played it, and I have to wait, which makes me sound ungrateful, but I don't care. <laughs> I want to play the game, gosh dang it! So I, I feel your pain. I remember when uh Smash Brothers Brawl came out, I. For whatever reason, I decided I'm going to order it off of Amazon. And everyone's like, you could just go to the store and get it. I'm like, no, but with Amazon, I'll, I'll probably get it sooner. And I didn't. I got like three days later. And I was mm. so mad. So I yeah. did that again. I mean, if anything, the, the best retailers who usually get it on release date is Best Buy. Best that's Buy, in, my, in my experience. So, And I bet that, that's where I bought uh, my Switch and Breath of the Wild. So there you go. And uh, now a little uh, breaking kayfabe for a little bit. Um, Tyler has gone to join his fellow echidnas with the great master emerald in the sky. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Tyler has asked for a, uh, a a leave of absence from the podcast for a bit. He's dealing with some personal issues, which we respect, uh, which may or may not have to do with echidnas. I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, so filling in for the foreseeable future, just like he's been filling in for the recent future, is Skull Kid Scott. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so we were going to do a ceremony and play the Temple of Time music. I'm just like, I don't got, I don't, I don't, I just don't care. So <laughs> welcome, do your job, and remember, I'm the host. <laughs> as long as I got the Kokiri shield. <laughs> it's called Kokori shield, so yeah, you fail. Alright, uh, we actually have an interesting show for you today, but we're going to all start off with What Have You Been Playing? And, as teased last week, uh, we've been playing, or most of us have been playing Live Life. Scott, have you played Live Life? I have not. Okay, I was so waiting we will for the price to go down. But yeah, right, right. the price for the go down. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna get joke here, but I won't. Uh, me and Will have been playing Live Alive, and I do <laughs> want to note one thing that we said last week. We, were, me and Will, were actually kind of panicked because we were like, "How are we gonna beat Live Alive before Xenoblade Chronicles Three came out?" I beat the game before it came out. Yep, it is quite surprising. I mean, granted, it is, it is a 1994 game, and yeah, it's not that long. It is honestly well, okay. not that long. It, no, no, no. I, I, I'll, I'll stop you there. It took me almost 20 hours. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, like, that's what I'm hearing from the consensus, right? right, I right. Mean, like, so that's longer than, you know, certain AAA titles, you know, like uh, Batman Arkham. I, be, I beat the original in like 10 hours. I beat the city in like 15 so, you know, it's longer than certain other games. I think what surprised me was how long it actually was. Because mm. when I got the game, I'm like, okay, this is a, you know, 1994 game. It's an RPG, but it's eight bite-sized chapters, especially after the first one, Prehistory, where I beat it in, like, less than two hours. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. 15 hours easy. But there's nine chapters in the game, not seven like they advertised. Or, sorry, they advertised originally, then they revealed the two lighter ones. 
So <laughs> when you when you add it all together, and I, I I'm not gonna afraid to admit I kind of steamrolled through parts of it. There were side quests and uh, extra special bosses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, seeking out final equipment for the final boss. Um, so you could extend it beyond 20 hours, but I got to about 18, 19. Mm -mm. Um, overall, I really like the game. My review is up right now. I gave it a very <laughs> repeatable rating of 4 out of 5. I've been rating a lot of things 4 out of 5 recently. <laughs> Obi-Wan, 4 out of 5. Miss Marvel, 4 out of 5. The, the Boys Season 3, 4 out of 5. Uh, darn, what was the other game? Oh, uh, three, Fire Emblem 3 Hopes, 4 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> like wow me games gosh dang it wow me i'm not asking for much <laughs> i mean if anything like it only goes to show like yeah we have these games that are very great solid for us money but not they yeah. just have one or two things like an x-play that just kind of holds it back yeah. from perfection yeah. and, and for us we do have the 4.5 but i i i phrase those as great games like when I was writing my live live review, I, I referenced Octopath Traveler. Loved that game. That was a four point five. Uh, but then Triangle Strategy, it was good, but it, as we noted in the previous podcast, the endings issues plus other things kind of weighed it down. It was a four. So that live live was a four for me for uh, two main reasons. The first was, and I okay, Will, you have not beaten the game, right? Uh, no, I'm currently like beat like four chapters right now, so not yet. <laughs> Uh, it's a good thing your uh, copy of Xenoblade is probably going to be late thanks to yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> you have time. Uh, okay, so I won't spoil everything, but in chapters 8 and 9 is when you find out how the chapters interweave with one another. Right, right, right. And right. more or less, they do explain it very well. My problem is that one of the key plot twists kind of falls flat. I, again, I won't spoil what it is. But between the dialogue and how it's all portrayed and really weird uses of flashbacks, mm. I don't get it. Like, I just, I don't. I mean, I know what they were going for, and it kind of worked. But then, like, there's a, there's a character death. There's actually a lot of death in this game. <laughs> but there's a lot of death in this game. This game is not afraid to go dark, which I praise. Um, but a ca certain character dies, and I'm just like, well, that was stupid. Like, it was that kind of a thing. It, it's like a kind of like a horror movie death. Like, oh, they died. That was just stupid, though. Like, they could, they didn't need to die that way. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, okay, and okay. Then, so, like, that, that kind of sours. It picked back up in the, in the final part, but uh, it kind of it did ruin it a little bit for me. And then it was, like, ambiguous whether said thing honestly affected the ending. And then uh, there were certain gameplay mechanics that uh, didn't fit for me. Oh, my God. I had my characters miss attacks at the worst possible moments multiple gosh dang freaking times. Mm. I lost boss fights because they missed one time out of ten, if at best. All right, and then it'd be like I could almost time when they were gonna miss because I needed them not to miss. I'm just like, how do you miss that? I had a character learn their ultimate attack, and I wanted to see what the final attack was like. And so I'm like, okay, let's play it. So they did their charge. That was like the old school charge system. And they missed wow. <laughs> on their first time of using the attack. How? How do you miss? It's like, and it just kept happening. Like, what? It doesn't make sense. It, it, there was no like accuracy stats. You could increase your accuracy at times and you could decrease your accuracy at times. My character was fine. 
and they were missing like left and right with moves that have never missed before. How? I'm curious, curious. It kept, it kept affecting me, and then there was a little bit of there were certain, there were some jarring natures in the game. Um, the tone, okay, the game is rated T, which is appropriate. Yep. But they sometimes like swear like a you know drunken sailor, and I'm just like, hey, this is a 1994 game. Like, yep. Yep. I, so I don't know if the if the swearing was added in because of the voice acting, or they just decided, hey, let's make it a little more modern. But you go from like caveman prehistory where they're all talking in grunts, which I totally agree with you, Will. Incredibly expressive with the grunts. Like it was that was that was like masterclass voice acting. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you go to Akira, which is totally based off of Akira in certain ways. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, the near future. The near future. Like like seriously. The and I'm, I'm, have you done that one? Uh, I'm actually currently in that progress with that one. Okay, anyway. well, I'm going to spoil one of the endings. The main character gets a bike at the end, and it's red. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not at all alluding to anything. No. <laughs> and there's another anime reference you'll see near the end, and I'm just like, oh, they seriously just said, this game is so, like, reference-heavy. Like, and, and I understand it because 1994, where, like, you could reference everything. But it was a lot of me a lot of movies and media references, definitely. Yeah, definitely. there are so many. Like, and I don't mind because I like it, but... Like, there's t totally ones to Akira. There's, uh, again, there's another one I won't spoil for Will because it's actually really funny when it happens. Uh, basically, every Clint Eastwood movie is the Western. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the near future is a reference to a very important space movie. I'm very sure you can guess which one. Okay, okay. And it just like goes on and on. Like, yeah, there's a reference, there's a reference, there's a reference. So I, I, I dig it, but it was like, really? They had to, uh, they had to do that? And then finally, <laughs> some of the stuff just doesn't age well. Like somehow they ha how they reference certain characters, how they handled certain characters, certain, some of the sprites for uh, certain female monsters, and then the ending of prehistory was the least something <laughs> I ever seen. <laughs> Will has played this one, so he knows. So I'll spoil it. In the prehistory, you play as a caveman or caveman named Pogo. Yep. Great character. Really liked him. And in the game, you actually save a cave woman, and naturally they fall for one another. You know, that's, that's fine. And how they express it is actually really creative. Um, at the end, they go into a cave, and noises are heard. You can fill in the rest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? You think you're going to go on TikTok or go on the internet or something? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just like, you could have ended it, you know. And then they show Gory, the, the ape thing. Ape partner, yeah, yeah. Like, I won't spoil his final, final ending, but they go back to Gory, and they reveal what happened to him, and it's even less subtle. <laughs> Hello, it is prehistory. Death by Snoo Snoo. What do you expect? <laughs> oh, he ain't dead, but he's gonna... I'm not gonna spoil it. Oh, spoil it. But Living life like... by Snoo Snoo. No. <laughs> yeah. But, like, let's just say that that scene was even less subtle because of the voice acting. <laughs> it is kind of very interesting like how to transition how they brought like, again a 1994 game that had no voice acting whatsoever yeah. now brought to the modern yeah. age with with all the the, the bells and whistles with it's voice so acting much, and all that it's is... so much better with the voice acting i made sure i, re I referenced this in my review it is so much better with the voice acting especially with how they like portray the emotions uh like in imperial china oh okay 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 with the master and his students that like that really comes to life because you can hear the students voices and the master um 
there's a lot of really cool voice acting in here, and I and I really mm -hmm. do appreciate it. And as I noted in my review, like this game is better because we have voice acting in the 2.5 HD graphics. I'm amazed that they were able to pull this off in 1994. And technically, I guess they didn't because it wasn't, you know, a hit or classic or whatever. It's kind Again, of like, it was only in Japan only. So exactly. Yeah, it was it was like a forgotten game, and the 2.5 HD was able to give it life again, and that's great because it worked with this style. It there are some absolutely beautiful scenes, especially in prehistory. And oh yeah, Western, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they use 2.5 HD with the it, graphics just to their absolute fullest, and I think it's actually better than uh, Triangle Strategy and Octopath Traveler. Mm, 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 so, the, I, as I my my subtitle for my review is a game made better because of time, and that's because the technology has finally allowed us to see the true vision of this game that they did in 1994 had nine different story chapters of nine different or eight, eight different characters. And then a culmination chapter like, and they did things years before uh, modern advances that like, Hey, let's give the character more options. You have so many options in this game between how you play. Uh, have you done the ninja storyline? Uh, I have that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have played a little bit in the demo. Yes. I have played okay. a little bit in the, in the ninja storyline you have two options. You have the path of violence or the path of the ninja. Basically, you can kill a lot of people to get to the end, or you can stealth your way to the end, and it's incredibly hard, but you can do it. And I did the stealth option just because I wanted to see what it would be like. And, and it was very intriguing. And again, the, the fact that they gave that option in 1994, like, well before, like, some of these, like, branching mm -hmm, path mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. things is just fascinating. This game was so ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right, we'll go ahead and regale them with some of your experiences in the game. <laughs> so yeah, like with like with you, like I currently right now finished up like yeah, uh, the prehistory, the chi ancient China, and the Wild West because like I, I believe the Wild West is like an easy one to quickest chapters just because like again you have that e quick time limit and like for you j just quick question in in the Wild West, uh, did you manage to kill all the the side characters aside from the boss? Okay. Oh, yeah. I want. I thank you for reminding me of that. I did not, oh. because of a really stupid mechanic. This is actually like one of the things that it knocked down in the Western, which we can. Mm -hmm. well, they revealed it in the trailer. Uh, you are an outlaw who's trying to save a city, or save a small town from bandits. You use the townspeople in the good way, to, uh, basically rig the town. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that you can set traps for them. But you have a short amount of time to do it. So in my first, my only playthrough, um, I was just, I was looking around for items, and one of the items I only got from the kid, who is of course your biggest fan, and I didn't realize until too late that it took a lot of time to set up the trap, and it didn't make sense. And so the final thing I had this kid do was I gave him a slingshot, and I could, you know, pick a guy off, and apparently he. And it's just because of how the how the game was programmed, he like went and started digging a hole, even though that wasn't where he was going to be to do the slingshot. And then of course I ran out of time because I didn't get the slingshot till later, and so I picked him. I picked off every one but one, and then the mini boss or the big boss. So okay, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. And yeah. It was, like, it was weird because like it shouldn't take. Like, one of the people had to put up a poster, and it took like a freaking long time. One of, the, one of the women had to like get into position to hold a frying pan to throw it at a person, which is an awesome idea. Um, <laughs> I totally would have done that. And then like a kid, kid getting ready for the slingshot. That takes like 10 seconds, and it, they were making it seem like it took an hour. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely kind of weird, like how like all that and those NPCs like get unfortunately like the um, the three mariachis and like the other character side characters they had to take some time to like set up. Like I know like the sheriff, if you set with with him with the dynamite, then yeah, that's the easiest one. Like there is that's a certain NPCs do take a certain amount of time, unfortunately, and that's how it's like how it was back in nineteen ninety four. So yeah, there was some tribute to that. That was the other thing I mentioned is that this game. And I know, again, as we keep saying, it was made in the 90s, but this game, like, assumes a lot of things. Like, it assumes you're going to do certain things. It assumes you're going to know what to do. I, for the ninja thing, I had to use a guide. There is no gosh dang way I would have known how to do the stealth storyline without the guide. Like, there is just no mm -hmm. possible way. <laughs> right, right, right. And then for other ones, like with the Western one, it just assumed that I understood, like, how long it would take for the traps to be set. And then in a future one, there are a set of sorry in, a, in one of the, the last storylines there there's a set of extra bosses that she could only find in specific ways <laughs> they don't reference it at all except for one throwaway line of dialogue that you can totally miss and you don't understand what it means until you do a certain thing a hundred times <laughs> really <laughs> Right, right, right. Like, and, and it's just for a piece of equipment. It's and it's not even vital equipment at that. I beat the game without any of them. So yeah, it it, it takes liberties at times, and it was very annoying. I mean, for, fair enough, fair enough. Like, yeah, like that. That's why I planned with Oboro. Like once, like again, that's that nice secret sword that you get at the end for for a no kill. Oh, and and there's also that uh hidden boss I'm aware of. But yeah, but everyone like so far the chapter I played so far. Like I'm going up to new future again. I I really do appreciate uh Hiromu for singing the, the the theme song in both English and Japanese. So yeah. I gotta give props to the two guy and like I I definitely plan to like uh toggle in between the two because like i know like for example the western chapter with the english voice acting by far it definitely it works very well with all, all that scene and of course like in japan i'm gonna put it in Jap japanese just because again japan ancient J japan what, what else be and uh, but yeah the um, the prehistory i i gotta say prehistory i think that's probably one of my favorite chapters i mean aside on the ending is because like one it definitely reminds me it gives me that whole entire field chrono trigger of prehistory like just because of yeah like one the combat system that dinosaur at the end and like for for me i just basically like um hunted all the enemies out on the map and i pretty much got all my characters to level 10 and like i'm not sure if you oh yeah you you uh went uh, more or less played through it but um the cave girl uh when we reach to a high enough level, she learns one attack that's basically a sing attack, which does a massive amount of damage to the, to the dinosaur. So it makes my boss very huh. easy to do. I did, I did not get that far with her. Interesting. <laughs> so Pogo got that far with her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like if anything else, this game, I'm, I'm just very glad that I actually gave this, like, I'm, I'm glad I actually bought this thing on day one because one, it really is a game that really deserves to be played with. And like, I, last I checked as well, it's only like 50 bucks. So it's not even full price. So yeah. you can get it on. Hear that? <laughs> so, I hear ya. <laughs> so, like, if you can get it on like a discount, with, like thirty bucks or even twenty bucks at, at least, then by all means, I wholeheartedly recommend getting this yeah. game just because it is just that good. It is definitely, as I said, th this game more or less paved the way for Octopath Traveler and uh, Triangle Strategy. If anything else, I feel like Everywhere. so. So yeah, overall definitely live alive, highly recommended. So if you're not busy with seeing the Crocodile Three, by all means definitely try to play this game at least once. And just briefly, as just quickly as well, like we are in the yeah with Fire Emblem Heroes, we had finally Daddy 
holy cow, daddy, uh, Asker. And yeah, if you must go and get Asker, he is he is a daddy support unit. I, I'm just gonna say that he is qu literally quite daddy, just just because of of his uh, support skills and just the the flat damage reduction that he gives you to your units. He, he is good. He is a very good unit to spark. But of course, naturally, we are approaching um, the the time of we're getting the the next uh, choose your legends banner, which I'm here's hoping we'll finally get something information about it of the choose your legends banner. So right now, if you can save some orders or want to skip this banner, by all means do so. But Asker is quite the unit, so by all means, yeah, it, it's it's definitely gonna be an interesting time for Final Emblem Heroes uh, players out there. So yep, overall, yeah, live a life and get ready for Zebra Chronicles three. All right, Scott. Since you did not play Live Alive, <laughs> you cheapskate, what about you? I played Stray. Um, oh, I okay, finally okay. finished it. Okay, okay, okay. Nice. nice, nice it's chance. not a long game, but I've had a lot of stuff I had to do. So I'm happy to finish it. It's a really fun game. What'd you finish? Stray. stray. Oh, Stray. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I heard that game's the cat's meow. It is definitely that. <laughs> but and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, impressions, impressions. Like I know we talked, we discussed the last time that it's basically like journey and all that. So like when you got to the end, like what what do you think? What do you think? Um, I think journey probably had the better end, but there was a lot of moments then stray that I felt was better than journey, mm. just because of you actually getting emotionally attached to things and like robots and stuff, and then seeing them either die or having to leave. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Like I even remember as well, like a Yachty's review of Stray. He even says, like, yeah, unfortunately, he really couldn't get too much of it just because, like, there's so much contextual things. Like, I gotta press everything, but no, scratching carpets, scratching walls. <laughs> like, I gotta do all this thing. Like, come on, I want to get through this thing, not to go. God. I still find it humorous that in like one of the areas, the only way to open a door is you have to scratch at it, and then one of the people next to you will open the door to see that oh, you yeah, want yeah. in or want out. And you can just instantly do it back again, like be like an actual cat does. How they want to come in and then go back out almost instantly. <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I'm, this is again. Everyone pretty much got it right. This game is naturally for the cat people out there. If you <laughs> if you own a cat, if you love cats, by all means, get this game. If anything else, yeah, this is definitely a, a cat loving uh, game, and they they definitely knew what they're doing. So to be I mean, clear, there is a mod out there where you can change it to a dog game. It's uh, true. It's true. <laughs> yes, yes. And of course, Garfield. There's a Garfield mod. There's also, you can turn him into freaking CJ from Grand Theft Auto Sonic. Oh, uh, yeah. Saw I saw that one. I saw that one. I saw that exploit. That's so wrong. And then there's also audio mods. Yes. <laughs> Jason. Have, yeah, Jason. Jason. And then, uh, wow. 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 So Having a dedicated well. meow button is probably one of the best things they'd ever did. <laughs> uh, things that make you go, I can mod that. <laughs> I can mod that. <laughs> it's a good thing it came on PC. <laughs> yeah, did uh, you hear that it got more positive reviews than God of War by yeah. God yep. of War, <laughs> Elden Ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually something because the God of War port is actually really good. Which is not, which is saying a lot considering the past PlayStation ports on PC. And so Stray having that much positivity, even though it has, it still has its like frame stutter issues with Stray, but I don't give them as much, uh, like, yes, what would you say, 
I give them a little more leniency because it's not actually done by Sony. So <laughs> having a little frame stutter here and there, I don't think is that much of a problem. But yeah, Stray is really fun. I also finished my first playthrough of Long Live the Queen. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It took me a while to actually finish a playthrough because I keep dying so often. Uh... <laughs> you have to make sure she doesn't, you know, die to snakes or die yeah, to the right, carriages right, right, or right. die to your own father moments. And it's it gets very wonky, but it has a lot of cool, like, uh, political, like, dark history in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, when, okay. like, you deal with, like, oh, these people are, like, racist or stereotypical to this or this so it's fun that actually like plays around with a lot of more of the darker tones of being in like a ruling family basically that you don't really get see until you start awakening up to like the polit of the person actually learning more about the history and his and the politics surrounding the country so it's kind of cool that way Uh, those are the three main ga- or two main games. I played a little bit more of Warriors Orochi, but I need to now that I'm actually done with those two, I can actually focus on doing more with that game to finally finish the review before Digimon Survive comes out tomorrow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to talk about that game. I saw a hilarious meme uh, on Twitter. It was that that one about the guy shooting the guy and saying like, "Oh, why did he you know do this to himself or whatever?" And it was the guy was. Digimon Survive, and the shooter was Bandai Namco. And the bullets were no marketing, releasing the same day as Xenoblade Chronicles 3, no marketing, uh, not plugging the game on a certain spot, no marketing, and then he turns to the camera and goes, man, I guess people didn't really want a Digimon game. And he's not wrong! I mean, I haven't seen, like, any marketing for this game outside of occasional posts about it online. And like this is supposed to be like a grand scale poke, uh, sorry, Digimon game. And, I mean, I know I've known about this game for a while, but I couldn't tell you what it's about. <laughs> it's sad because so originally it started to have marketing, but that was four years ago when it like was announced and like it was showing up in events. But mm-hmm. when it started finally getting like release dates and stuff, the only one doing anything was Bandai. They didn't do anything else, and it wasn't even a lot, especially with like Bandai Namco constantly doing. Even like further marketing with like Elden Ring still. Elden Ring, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, JoJo's Bizarre had a lot of stuff too that they kept advertising. It's just like, well, I know that's coming out. Heck, even the new DLC for Alicization had more marketing than (laughs) Digimon Survive. Which is sad because this is a game that like was almost like memed because people didn't think it was actually coming out. And a lot of people still don't actually believe it's coming out, even though it's coming out tomorrow and it already has reviews. And it already has people who like has finished the game. So you're saying that because of this, Digimon might not survive? Not <laughs> financially. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and hey, for the record, huge and we talked about this last week, huge Digimon fan here. Okay. Digimon World 1, 2, and 3 were all epic in their own ways. They were all incredibly different in their own ways. Uh one and three were my favorites by far. And, you know, if I find out that this game's actually good, you know, I might get it just to relive my Digimon <laughs> glory days. I still dream of Digimon at times. It's, <laughs> Digivolution is still a word I use often, and I still know the Digimon rap from the movie. All right? I, I would sing it right now, but I don't have the beat. <laughs> well, give me the beat! No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, yeah, if... If anyone out there, seriously, if anyone out there is going to play Digimon Survive, 
tag us. We have our links on the Outer Haven page for this podcast. And let us know what you think. I I am honestly dead curious. I'm going to be busy playing Xenoblade. But, you know, after Xenoblade, I have nothing until Splatoon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might play Digimon Survive. Let me know. Okay? All right. And now we go to the news where a big piece of news and some tinier pieces of news have filled up our week. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And if you didn't know, tomorrow is when a big game release comes out. Of course, we're talking about Digimon Survive. So let's break that down. <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. Come now. Yeah, no, we're talking, of course, about Xenoblade Chronicles 3! Uh, and not surprisingly, Nintendo has done everything in their power today, to at the time of recording, to uh, hype up the launch even more. They launched not one but two mini uh, trailers about the, char- the main characters of the game. And uh, they're actually very beautiful and emotional. I have them up on the site if you want to watch. <laughs> and then there was an Ask the Developer that Nintendo did, and they confirmed multiple things. First of all, this is the, I actually think this is the more shocking thing. Apparently, the amount of landmass in the title that you can go and explore is five times what they had in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And Jeez. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was not small. It was yeah, a heavy game. Nope, 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 nope. Remember, it took me 60 hours to beat that game. With that, meta, with that amount of landmass and me not doing a lot of the side quest. Okay, so five times for three? Wow. Yeah, like that's kind of the one thing I am glad you're reviewing the game and not me, <laughs> just because I'd be so <laughs> lost and just be like, just exploring every single nook and credit and just like, okay, it's basically the Yakuza effect. Like, oh, what's this part over here? Oh, what's this part here? Completely divergent away from the main story. I would be completely lost. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty hefty game. Hearing from like what people say, it's supposed to take like 140 hours to beat, not right. even to complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that 100 hours. <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad. Just, I, I am. But I hear it's a good 140 yeah, hours. It's, good. <laughs> it's a burn, but it's a good burn. That's what they say about podcast. Um, my biggest problem is that while I'm totally gonna be able to play it tomorrow, Saturday, etc. Next Friday through Sunday, most of Sunday, I'm going to be at a Comic-Con. Oh. Yep. That's true. (laughs) So, and I'm not bringing my Switch to Chicago. Yeah. I don't blame you. First of all, I I probably break it in the transit, and then there's, I might accidentally leave it behind, which would just absolutely destroy me. So, that's three days that I'm not going to, you know, (laughs) and I, I got to review the game. Right, right, right. I will do my best to uh, power through as best I can. Uh, it will, it will be, it will be tough, but Mm-mm-mm. I will survive. And, and yeah, just the brief as well, because like I'm not sure. Like, has anyone of you guys saw a Nintendo America's Twitter account when they uh, showed off the second part of the trailer, in which they made the tweet backwards in in total reverse? Yeah, that's that's, saw that. that was that was the point. <laughs> They're the mirror reflections of each other, so. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I thought that was clever. And again, the game looks absolutely beautiful, and the story looks very deep and intense. In fact, that was actually another thing that they uh, talked about in the interview was that the the story has a, a very deep emotional core to it, <laughs> and that was both intentional, but also had to be curbed a little bit because at the beginning when they were talking about it, it kind of almost felt like it wasn't 
a Xenoblade game because of how deep the story was. Uh, yeah, so they interviewed multiple of the developers, and uh, one of them said, uh, Ko Kojima, not the Kojima, but a different Kojima, said, quote, at first, I thought it didn't feel like Xenoblade Chronicles at all. I think Takahashi-san was deliberately trying to remove the sense of Xenobladeness of the series. <laughs> <laughs> the stories for the first and second games were completely different, but there was a sense of Xenobladeness that was com- common to both of them. I didn't feel that at all in the initial proposal stage. Hmm. The reason for that is because the game's world is very serious. That is the world that Takahashi-san wanted to depict in this title, but I was concerned about whether it would be acceptable to deliver it to players of previous games in the series for what it is. The design this time was also different from the previous games in the series, but after a lot of trial and error, we found a good balance, and in the end, I think we were able to create this sense of Xenobladeness. Like I'm guessing, I, I, well, my my primary prior history from Xenoblade is the Xenosaga games, and like the, the whole Xenobladeness of, if anything, what they're trying to describe about is like, yeah, there is that a sense of weirdness. There is definitely a, a sense of weirdness, in my opinion, that that exists in all Xenoblade games, like in like the first Xenoblade and one and two, and including to a bit of X. So like here, like. As I said, like how it is definitely a much more uh, war-torn story, much more, like much more down to earth, but also serious. But they did, as I said, they did not want to lose that bla- that unique Xenobladeness element that is ha- that the series has been known for. So there, I, I, I think I understand what they mean, like that whole unique weirdness that is all, you can only find in a Xeno game. I just think they were meant like. Because both the first and the second story were serious. Even X was very serious. Right. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. There was still a, there's a level here at three. Just by looking at the trailers, there's a level of seriousness that goes beyond it. Like we're talking about life and death and like the grandest sure, scales sure, 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 sure. and like what is what is the true meaning of life. So, I think they were just trying to invoke that this is still going to be a fun game, but there are going to be serious <laughs> things. Here. And, and they noted even that this kind of ties to the main characters. Of Shulk, Rex, Noah, and I forgot the girl's name. Sorry. Um, they go, quote, the first title is kind of like a straight-A student for me. Yeah, it's totally Shulk. Uh, the second one is not quite a straight-A student, but has a much brighter and more lighthearted start. Yep, that's Rex. Uh, for, the, <laughs> for the third title, I wanted to stop being a goody two-shoes. It was a challenge when thinking about what kind of response I would get from people who had played the first and second titles. But one of the title's themes was finding your new self and a new path for the future. So I knew that I could not go back to the past and do the, or do the same thing again. End quote. And I'm not mad with that because you know Shulk was one thing, Rex was definitely another, and uh, Noah and his his new partner in crime. I I'm fine with them being different. I'm fine with them being much more serious characters overall and asking these deeper things about themselves and fighting for their new fates. I'm all for that. I'm very excited for this game, despite what a lot of you on Twitter have said. Okay, I know you. I know where you are. All right, I've seen your tweets, and they are so mean. There are people that like this series. Like, get over yourselves, all right? We would not have Xenoblade Chronicles 3 if uh, 1, 2, and especially Definitive Edition didn't do well, okay? So stop it. Like, seriously, it's annoying. <laughs> all right, and then the other Xenoblade Chronicles news is that uh, we got a little bit more detail on the DLC for the game. Which the story DLC specifically that's coming next year, um, 
it will be along the lines of Torna, the Golden Country, which, if you recall, was a full-on, basically, expansion of the game. It was 20-plus yeah. hours yeah, yeah, yeah. filling in a lot of the prequelness of the pre... And I'm doing it. Oh, the Xenoblade. They were telling a prequel story that set up the main game for the most part, and that was cool. So the, the story DLC will be along that line. And then they noted that there is already plans for Xenoblade Chronicles 4. Yeah, they are. They said they want to keep this story going as long as possible. So they, they also said that 3 is going to be the culmination possible finish of this trilogy, which they have clearly been building, but it, they aren't planning to continue it in some way. So there you go. <laughs> uh, like, if anything, I was like, like as you've been preaching, Atar, like, yeah, I'm just hoping, one, can we get a sequel to X? Because that is severely underrated in my head. <laughs> like that. Yeah. We need some closure after that ending. So, yes. I want Maybe at least a remaster on the yeah, Switch. How is, <laughs> how is that the one game we haven't gotten a remaster of? I mean, we've got like, every other remaster possible except for one, which we'll talk about later. Um, but like this one, which is clearly in need of a remaster, just so people more people can play it, we don't get it. Like you said, and I I keep being mad about. They ended on a cliffhanger that I am so angry about. Like, why would you do that? And for the record, no, it wasn't a cliffhanger that tied to the other parts of the Xenoblade Chronicles. Nope. Otherwise, I would have been okay with that. <laughs> this it was does not own, connect. This was its own thing, and it made no gosh dang sense. And it's like, why is this happening? I don't know, because you're not telling me! <laughs> like, uh, is this, this, yeah, yeah. I just, one, I just, I'm just reminded of that uh, Black Paddle music. Yeah, hello, is anyone out? Is anyone there? I need a bigger gun! <laughs> yeah, I miss that. I miss those times. <laughs> so, again, ZLA 3, ZLA Chronicles 3, coming out tomorrow. Definitely go and get it you really it's it should be really great oh yeah that's the other thing the reviews for this game are apparently outstanding like i'm gonna go back to metacritic but uh yeah right now it is standing at an 89 on metascore and it's got multiple hundreds lots of 90s and <laughs> 90s 80s and then there's of course like some haters out there i saw some i saw one review post that put, called it a dull knife i'm like you're a dull knife like, I know I just saw, like, one that's from Game Informer was like, what? A 7.25? Unless I checked on the scores. Like, jeez, what the hell? What the heck pissed you off about it? So, like, uh. Yeah, I know that some games aren't for everyone, but just say, like, it's a solid RPG that, that's not for everyone. But, like, calling it a dull knife. Like, really? Jeez, like, you never played the Xenoblade guys. You, uh, you Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, again... We'll definitely be talking about that more next week after we hopefully have all gotten to play it. But so stay yes, hopefully. hopefully, depending on Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> this is all on you, Nintendo. Well, for me, it's Keith, but still. Um, <laughs> all right, next up we have Pokemon Legends Arceus, which uh, Nintendo of Japan has already revealed and not surprisingly confirmed that it is the best-selling Nintendo game of 2022 so far. When I first read the article, I thought it said it was just the best game, best-selling game overall of 2022. And I would be like, take that Elden Ring, take that Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. <laughs> no, it's just it's just for Nintendo. It could still be doing incredibly well in comparison to these other titles. And I know it beat Elden Ring in the month of February, but I don't know how it did after that. So, yeah, I mean, that's an award. Not a surprising one, though. 
<laughs> I mean, especially with how well received Arceus was after all the worry and confusion before its launch. So, of course, Gen Nine is probably going to blow it out of the water, <laughs> especially if they just very possible, it. very possible. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not even saying that because of the whole oh, it's tenly two games. No, they'll it'll you'll see really quick how it compares. But if they are able to take what Arceus did, just go to the next level, like a lot of people are expecting. That you know, it, it's it's gonna outsell Arceus. Arceus did uh, 6.5 million in its first week, I believe it was, and I could see Gen 9 doing that if if they pull it off. If they if it's as grand as it wants to be, if it's better than Sword and Shield in multiple ways, um, we'll we'll just have to see. So, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and also more Pokemon leaks. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Go yeah. I'm not gonna dive into them. I won't. But there's been like new, more Pokemon leak. There's a, there was like apparently a disappointing leak in terms of gameplay features. I didn't check that one out. But they're like coming like every week now, and the games don't come out until November. Like, how is this happening? I have no idea, actually. <laughs> I know that um, I've seen people, like, not even, like, let's say third-party news outlets actually show some of the leaks, which is, I think, kind of scummy from their side, but some people just like to get off on leaks. <laughs> it's just, for me, I, for me, I, I don't want... Look, I remember when Sword and Shield came out and there was the big leak debacle, and, like, Nintendo actually went after people for that. And then with Arceus, they leaked, like, some of the evolutions for the main Pokemon, which thankfully I didn't look at, and I was gladly surprised by my Ghost-type Typhlosion, which made him even more epic, in my opinion. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> Typhlosion was great before, but he was even better as a Ghost-type with, like, the fiery spires coming out of his neck. Um, and it's like they're doing it again. Like, part of the fun is being surprised. You know, and the trailers have been doing a good job of hyping up, you know, what we're seeing with the legendaries, with the two professors, which one of them is really loved by fans for some reason. <coughs> um, <laughs> you know, seeing the Pokemon like Lechonk and, uh, and seeing the beautiful uh, uh, area that's basically Spain and whatnot. So they, they're showing enough. Why can't you just settle? Why do you need to know everything right now? There is beauty in surprise. And, I mean, this has to pretty much be almost an internal thing, too, because yeah. you don't have any review copies out right now, or even preview ones. So, this definitely has to be something internal that's going on with it, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, like, and we can't even, I'm pretty sure it's not, but the game can't be gold right now. Like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it is no, not. No, 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 no. not. So, how are these leaks getting out? It's gotta be, I think it's, like, what's the right term like external staff you know not the not the ones like developing it but the the ones the resources they bring in from outside that to help with game testing or certain effects or designs and whatnot i think it might be them because their loyalty will be in question versus nintendo staff where you know if you you leak this we're gonna get you <laughs> they've made that clear they're coming for the leakers and i don't blame them they're working hard on this, and they want there, there to be this element of surprise and wonder when you play this new Pokemon world. Let them have it! <laughs> oh, well, Todd, you don't have to actually look at the leaks. Some of the leaks are just exposed anyway. I, I mentioned it last week. There was a Gen 1 Pokemon that's apparently getting a Gen 9 evolution. 
just totally random. And I, I, I'm not going to say what it is, but I know who got it because that's what the article said. It said this Pokemon is getting a Gen 9 evolution. And I'm like, thanks for spoiling it for me. So sometimes it's not that we don't want to look at the leaks. It's right forced on us. Yeah. yeah. And social media is just as bad. We all know leaks happen there all the time. So. And not everyone's good at, like, hashtagging it correctly. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, the same things as Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 3 after, was it like two weeks ago when leaks started happening there? Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. And clearly, like, even I just saw some things like today as well that some channels are actually posting the, the end, the full on ending of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 already. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. No respect. I mean, luckily, there it's not as rampant as Pokemon spoilers now, but at the same time, it, the fact that it's still going around, but it makes more sense now because apparently Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has been sent to, like, reviewers for the last month and a half now. They've had right. a lot of time to finish the game, which is good because it's a hefty game. Yeah, so... You've been warned. There's, there's leaks out there. It sucks. And it's gonna keep happening. You know it's gonna keep happening, right? Until like what was it, November eighteenth? So you've been warned. It's happening. Be be wary. Okay. <laughs> Alright, next thing we have is the Mario Kart Booster Pass. The Booster Pass. Don't know why I'm calling it like that, but it sounds fun. The Booster Pass. Yeah. Uh it's it's coming out. A uh, wave two is coming out on August fourth, which is about five months since the last one the last one was in march so you know, make up that Jeez. what you will has it been that long yeah i looked at it the last <laughs> one was it was the first wave was in march doesn't feel like it was that long ago no gosh <laughs> we're, we're, we're all doomed we just don't know yet. um but yeah we got the new booster the trailer for the if you don't recall the booster pass is the course dlc for mario kart 8 deluxe which they're releasing now for some reason and they're taking eight tracks from the history of uh mario kart games and remastering them kind of into uh the main game so for wave two i'm looking at the video now so i can get the answers we have a uh, sky high sunday uh getting hungry just looking at this <laughs> yeah that's uh, their og original not og that's their original track oh, they're making okay. for it is sky high sunday okay and then we then have there's seven ones that they're bringing from the past gotcha so, similar to the first wave gotcha so we have the uh, calamari desert from n64 we have mario circuit 3 from the snes we have the mushroom gorge from the wii version uh tour sydney sprint from mario kart tour uh, Waluigi have, Pinball. Waluigi Pinball from the DS version. <laughs> we had. Do you have the list in front of you, Will? I like. I'm just scrolling. I'm actually just watching the video right now in front of me. Snow Land from the GBA Tour. New York, York Minute from Mario Kart Tour. They really like Tour for some reason. It's almost like they want people to play that mobile game and make money. <laughs> Apparently. So yeah, that's the eight ones. And uh, they again, they've been remastered from the ground up. Uh, some fans have already been poking fun at the remasters apparently because some of them don't look as good as they should mm. um i i feel that's a nitpick but if it is the case okay then uh do better nintendo it, it's like if anything Maybe. like i think that that initial uh spark of interest like 
since they showed off the booster pass it's just like okay fine but the fact again you bring old tracks back i mean fine if you want to bring that nostalgia factor of course but like with many people saying before why are you not making mario kart 9 of this time this yeah. <laughs> is like okay because they don't got plans for a new system yet <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay bring back a blast from the past you're making all these classic tracks from the of all mario kart history to the switch like Fine for nostalgia reasons. That's all well, fine and dandy. But again, I'll be happy to just make it into the next game already. Like I don't know. Like we we do like what Diddy Kong Racing kind of did is like okay, bring cars, the the transformation, all different vehicles into this thing, or bring back the double dash. I don't know. Like there is so much you can do with Mario Kart Nine. So yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things they could do. Yeah. Again, we had so many rumors saying that Mario Kart Nine was coming. Like all the time, it was like, oh yeah, Mario Kart Nine is like almost done. You know, we're gonna they're they're gonna bring back this feature, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's the booster pass, and I'm like, where were your insiders then? Where was the insider saying, oh, we're gonna get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe DLC five years later? Where were you? Exactly, you didn't say a dang thing. <laughs> so that's why you don't trust insiders unless they absolutely have good info. I'm still waiting on that new Donkey Kong game. The new Fire Emblem game that's apparently been done for a year, you know, I'm I'm waiting. So I don't know. I I'm with you guys. I would rather have Mario Kart Nine. There are people like Tyler who swear by these new tracks, especially if you already have the expansion pass or you can buy it separately. For the record, um, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. yeah. Though I will say my one of my favorite levels from N64 is the Calamari Desert. There you go. But that uh, was just because you could actually drive on the train tracks and just not care about the race. It's just fun <laughs> doing that most of the time. <laughs> really? Because actually from this uh, from this wave, I actually kind of enjoyed the SNES uh, Mario Kart Secret 3 just because I, I, I had great learnings of that. Also, <laughs> Mario Kart. All right, next up, we have a Nintendo Switch Sports update. They have uh, modified and added some new features to the game. You're going to be able to play one-on-one and four-on-four soccer with the leg strap. Mm-mm. which you could not do before. So, uh, again, just be careful as you play. And uh, there's going to be a new camera mode added to that. There's going to be new attacks that you can use in volleyball. And in bowl. Okay, the bowling one's interesting. They adjusted how the pins fall. All right? So they say that it's now slightly harder for the pins to fall when bowling straight. And it's now slightly easier for the pins to fall when bowling with a curve. So my first question is what do you got against straight people gosh! <laughs> 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 i mean i know we're grading on a curve here but uh like what do you got like, i pull straight i know i know plenty of people who pull straight why would you ruin the experience for us <laughs> not I mean, touching that i am I'm not, not touching that I'm just, I'm just saying i get that there are people who bowl with a certain orientation but there's nothing against the straight ones <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who sends me any hate mail, I am a proud ally. It's just the way they phrased it. It's just horrible. It's like, but you're bowling straight. I'm sorry you, that you. I was taught to bowl straight. That's how it's, you know, three ball position, straight back, straight up. And I've gotten strikes that way. I've gotten spares that way. And yes, I know that there are pros who will perfectly do that spin maneuver. I saw some bowling trick shots the other day. Wow, they're really good. But I get it. Some of you like to bowl with the curve thing. Not everyone does. So why would you make it harder for the people who bowl 
with a straight line perspective to 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 get a to get good scores. Like what the heck, Nintendo? This just in. Nintendo hates straights. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> also, like this is serious news. We still haven't heard when we're getting the free golf update. Like, remember that? They announced that well before the game came out, and we still have gotten no update on when golf is going to be in the game. True, true. Like, that's as we've been complaining many times over. The fact that, one, you just released this thing, and like, oh, free updates coming down the line. Like, <laughs> dude, if you're going to do that, no one's going to pay attention to your game anymore. It's only for those who got to stick with you, and even those people are, are, are starting to lose interest, and of course, like, with your other new AAA games, like Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's like, come on! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, again, if you're playing the game, uh, they got the new updates coming in, and uh, I feel bad for you straight people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, can't, I couldn't resist. All right, finally, uh, this is this is insider news, which usually I don't report on, but it's actually one I support. So that's why we're mentioning it. There is a report from Zippo, our favorite insider, and he claims, or they claim, that Kid Icarus Uprising might be getting a remaster on the Switch. If you recall, this was on the 3DS, so this would be a worthy port to have for a modern console with HD graphics. And if you actually, if we do get this, we might actually get a good control scheme. Isn't that right, Tyler? Yes, that's right, Tyler. <laughs> Kid Icarus Uprising was horrible to use. That's why they had to make the bloody extension. <laughs> oh, wait, do you hear Tyler complaining? No, no, you don't right now, do you? <laughs> no, you don't. All right, seriously, though, should we get a Kid Icarus Uprising remaster? I mean, if anything else, one, yes, because one, we're losing the 3S system family via the eShopping system. So unless you want to pay a high price at eBay and resellers, by all means, I think this is probably the next logical step. But if they're not releasing this thing, which is going to make uh, Kid Icarus only a 3S exclusive system title, but now you always there shooting themselves in the foot. So I, I, here's hoping I actually that they will bring Kate and Crystal to the Switch. Because if they don't, oh boy, you're going to make people mad. Scott? I honestly think that it's always good to have something be ported to new systems. Um, I am always for, even if it's a bad game, at least you can play it. Mm-mm-mm. Like I still remember, like heck, remember when when Dot Hack was coming up to the Switch. Like granted, Dot Hack is not a very good game per se, but it's just by far you gotta play at least once. And I'm glad it came to Switch. Yeah, yeah. I play it every year. <laughs> You're sounding like Adam Sessler. He did a soapbox on the power of remakes, and I actually agreed with some of his. Oh, uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, very, it's interesting, but I'm for this for two reasons. One, I can honestly say I didn't get to finish the main game. Mm. Uh. It was just it was just too cramping of my hands. It really I'm not, I'm not joking this time. Like the control scheme I just I couldn't stand it. And it was fine when it was like the beginning levels I got through it, but when it was harder and I had to really focus, it really was like crunching my hands and the camera was also wonky, I remember. And so I never got to beat the full game, even though I absolutely wanted to. So I would love to get the chance to beat it, kinda like what happened with Leaks Awakening. And then not only would it be better on Switch in terms of graphics and, and other slight updates, but we might finally get the sales it needs to get a bloody sequel. The fact that we haven't had a Kid Icarus sequel on the Wii U or 
the Switch is really odd because, despite its problems, Icarus did well on the on the 3DS. It sold over a million mm-hmm. units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like and and I all we all recall that really bad Nintendo president uh, reply to where's all the other IPs and he goes, oh, we can't possibly make a sequel to all the things that gamers want. Well, you can when they make you money. That's never been a problem. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Icarus would make you money. You've made sequels for games that didn't sell as well as Icarus did on the 3DS. So what's exactly is your excuse? And don't say it's and don't say it's Sakurai and Smash Brothers. He's done with that now. <laughs> so, Just hire Sakurai good. Yeah. yeah. If you ha- if if he gets to make the game, it really soar. Uh, Oh my god. Oh yeah. I went there. Or do I need to call the fans to get an up uh an uprising? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, if you're listening to this, please save us. <laughs> oh, he's chilling with the Akindas in the sky. He's he's too busy. So again, this is not a confirmed thing. I mean, especially as after we just told you. There are so many insiders saying everything from Star Fox, Donkey Kong, Metroid, Zelda. Fire, there's like three Fire Emblem games allegedly in the works right now, mm-hmm. and that was be- and that was before we heard about Fire Emblem Three Hopes. So, also no update on sales on that. So, it honestly, has me a little bit worried, but whatever. But hope I want this because Kid Icarus. Honestly, all the IPs should have had how successful the Switch is. All the IPs should have had one title on the system, and even. Yes, F Zero. <laughs> I was about uh, to say. I was about to say. F Zero, Star Fox, Donkey Kong, and No Tropical Freeze doesn't count, uh, which also sold over a million on the Switch. You know, we, with how successful it is, and how long they're willing to do the. Remember, the, the Wii only lasted five years. The Switch is going to last long. We are, we're well over five years right now. Mm-mm, so, mm-mm. they Nintendo needs to do better. They need to get it in gear. They've made a million Mario titles, or they're overhauling on the sports games okay fine but there are other games that i know i know would sell if they made it with quality just like all the others the switch has well what was like 111 million or something like that now yeah i think it's yeah definitely above so that even with there. the pandemic yeah, so yeah, even yeah. if one percent one percent of all switch owners got the next kid Icarus game that is over a million units one <laughs> percent i would take that bet I would take that bet, Nintendo. Why aren't you? All right. And now we head to the main event. We're going to do something a little bit different today because uh, referencing my the return of my favorite channel in G4 once again, um, they have a game, a game show over there called Arena where they get celebrities and gamers together and put them through nice little challenges to have fun and see who's the best gamer. So I want us to make a Nintendo Arena show. Basically, each of us are going to pick, let's just say, three challenges in a row that two gamers would have to go one-on-one against to see uh, who could do something better, get a higher score, or just overall show their skill. Remember, it's a 1v1 contest, but you can take that in different ways, as I will show as I will go first. But uh, what? How? think like Nintendo World Championships, but even funner and less focused on one game like Splatoon or with Smash Brothers. So, uh, gentlemen, let's be game makers. All right, so as I said, I will go first because I want to help set the tone here. So for my three-pronged attack, 
I'm going to go from basic to challenging to insanely difficult. Um, basically, this is going to be a two out of three falls match to to uh, be along the lines of Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, a.k.a. King Woods, Lord of the Arena. <laughs> so the first challenge is going to be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in the Battle Arena. Okay, okay, nice okay. and fun one on one. We'll pick a good arena for them to go. Items in full effect, and we'll see who can outlast the other in a good old fashioned, you know, racing around, getting the shots off. Because that's even especially on one on one where you have a big arena to fly around in, and you don't get the right items, you are gonna struggle to get there. You know, uh, just like except when I'm playing, because then I dominate Will and Tyler. Like, oh, <laughs> okay, Scott, you don't remember the story. When me and Will, me, Tyler, and Will, like really early in NEP, we tried to play a lot of games together, and we did Smash Brothers and we did Mario Kart. Tyler owned me in Smash Brothers. I'm not. I am not afraid to admit that I was totally owned. Even in three-player contests with Will, I was totally owned. I'm, I'm okay with many. But then when we played Mario Kart, and the and the thing got more balanced. And the races, you know, we, we traded wins, because that's just how it goes in there. And then the battle arena, I distinctly remember beating them, like, handily. And they deny it to this day. <laughs> like, I know I won. And they're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yes, I did. Do you think I would forget my loss? Do you think I would forget my victories? I remember when I won my Smash Brothers tournament, and I boast about it all the time because I won with Ike. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's why you love Ike. No, <laughs> well, I love Ike because he's one of the best written characters in all of video games. Suck it, Micaiah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then I and then I just he's he's a really fun style. I I, I was better with Link in uh, Ultimate though, like. Link was my go-to because I just played with him better for some reason. Anyway, so the first match is going to be Mario Kart Battle Mode to see who goes there. Then we're going to Smash Brothers, which is the obvious one. We're going to do a five-stock, uh, no-time-limit battle. We're going to see who is the better choice of character and who is better at using their character. Because it's not just about your opponent. It's about how well you can use your character. Because a person can be a master with theirs, but if you're just that much better with yours, you're going to win. And then, of course, it's about adaptation. You could lose the first two lives and then realize, oh, I know what this guy is doing, and then slowly whittle them down to get the win. I've done that in the past. So I want a five-stock battle to see who is the victor there. And then if it goes to a third round, I am going to put them through the cruelest possible test ever. I'm going to make them play Super Mario Maker levels. Oh, <laughs> oh no. the Kaizos, the Kaizos. Yes! I am going to make them go and try to conquer some of the most insanely created Super Mario Maker levels ever. And if we, we were to make this a show, I would even have the staff like put their hats into the ring and make their own levels just to screw with the players. And we would make it clear that much like that infamous level that you always see on Twitter when they talk about like bad days or something like that, um, there will be a way to win. You just got to figure it out. And so we would make it to where you have a certain amount of tries to try and figure out the level and how to get through it. And then if you fail to get it through all of your lives, we will mark where you are in the level. And whoever went the farthest will win that round. I just want to see him suffer. <laughs> Super Mario Maker is basically the whole point of, of asking, watching people suffer, exactly. if anything else. Exactly. It's... 
Because right. the first round, I was like, okay, it's a little bit a little casual. Let's let's just get you warmed up. Then Smash Brothers is okay. We're really putting you to the test. We want to see how good skills you are. Then the third level is masochism. It's just like, how how much are you willing, how much can you grind and suffer through and, and you know, not see that bullet bill coming out of nowhere and the, the fireball chain and you just missing it enough to advance, you know? Can you endure the pain to get that third victory? Because I'm going to make you earn it. Like, make no mistake, this is my Nintendo arena. I'm going to make you earn it. So, that is my three-tiered gauntlet. Go, kid Scott, what is yours? Alrighty. I'll try to do an, well, easier-ish, but also still difficult one. Easier-ish? This is arena, man! Fine! Story. So... I want to do a basically 1v1 whoever gets to Ganon first in Breath of the Wild. Oh, you don't okay, have to actually okay. fight Ganon, you just have to get hit, get to him. Okay, I can see why that would be a challenge. And so just make it like a race of who can get there first in whatever creative ways. Okay. And if it's a very creative way, maybe you'll like uh, add some time <laughs> to the other person. <laughs> also, it does need to be noted that you can go to Ganon right at the beginning of the game. Yep. It's incredibly stupid, but this people is... have done it for speedruns. So people have doable. literally brought a branch and basically tried to kill Ganon. Yeah. It's doable. It's it doable. doable. It's just incredibly difficult, but it's doable. So yeah, I could see the I could see the fun in a speedrunning challenge. That's interesting. All right. So whoever wins that, what is the second challenge? The second one is a Bayonetta 2 challenge. Ooh. Where you go okay, through okay, okay, one okay. of the stages selected by the judge. And whoever makes it with the biggest combo score of the level wins. So the speed doesn't matter. The combo score does. Okay, so you're not you're not judging them on the grade they get, but the actual amount of points they get. Yes. Okay, that, that's important because that's, that, that's how you're going to define the victory. So, okay, that's interesting. I did not expect that one. Okay. And if it goes to a third round. So the very last round will be a... Pokemon Arceus one, where you have to catch immediately as fast as you can within three minutes six Pokemon, any six Pokemon you can find, and then challenge each other in a battle and see which six wins. Okay, I'm gonna throw a penalty flag on that one. Is that even possible? Yes, it is to challenge each other like 10 minutes into the game. Well, you don't have to have it 10 minutes in the game. What you can do is just have a save file from, like, in the middle of the game. And oh, that will okay. be completely blank. Okay. So, like, you say have someone who has just a starter, and you have to go in and catch six Pokemon. You can't use the starter. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, you're saying that... Because the way you phrased it was kind of like a Breath of the Wild thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not the same. So, let's... So, okay. So, let's just, let's just wipe, it, wipe it clean here. So, you're saying... Let's just say whole, whole world is, is available to you. Yep. Random areas selected, one of the six biomes. Yep. And then you have three minutes to catch six Pokemon, which you could totally do. Yep. And then you will go immediately into a battle with those six Pokemon and have to try and win. Yes. That would be a challenge. That would be a challenge, especially depending on the uh, area that you would be in. Huh? Yes. <laughs> I could see I could see some fun ways that that would go, especially because then, then it's not just about, you know, luck of what Pokemon you catch and you know how how you do it in six minutes but then how good are you with those pokemon that you catch yep <laughs> oh that could be, that would be interesting I, I will not i would actually like to see that 
Also, I totally want this now. I want I want my <laughs> Nintendo Arena show G4. Like, <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. All right, Will. Make your make your arena. All right. So the first one, like as we step it up, the first one is gonna be a fairly easy one. But for me, I want to go. Let's let's go as we go into. Let's go Splatoon two, and basically in Salmon Run, get as much eggs as you can. Like, I think that's an arguably like a fairly easy one because again, Salmon Run has always been like has that bit of an, an ease up, but also like a very difficult uh, starting point if anything else. So the first one would basically be a very easy one is just like survive and get as much eggs as you can in, in Salmon Run in Splatoon Two. That that's fair to you guys. I, don't I like it. I mean, you're you're gonna have to play alone, like so. That's gonna be the, the real challenge is that you're gonna be alone in your Salmon Run. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Omitted well, like, that. But that's part of the challenge because usually the point of samurai is supposed to be with. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, you can't actually can't play it. Yeah, you can't actually play it as solo, right? I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, you, you can't. Can actually... I thought you could. You you could you could you could you could play it as solo. That's I recall. So yeah, like on, on the private lobbies. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Okay, there you go. Part, so, so yeah. Okay. Well, one so you... salmon run. Yeah, yeah. If you could do a one person salmon run, just like basically survive as as much as you can. So basically, a, a fairly uh, fair challenge, if anything else. The second one, as we, if anyone has pa passed through that challenge, is one. Um, let's go combine that a bit more. Instead of simply surviving and getting as much as you can, let's go with also speed as well because you're not gonna waste with time. So for me, I'm gonna go with uh, Pikmin Three, uh, new controls edition, and basically shoot have one of the stages and one get as much fruit as you can while also staying with having as much Pikmin as surviving. How about that? Like, yes, you need to go and, like, t take up all your enemies around, but at the same time, also get as much juice as you can. So get as much fruit, how many bottles of juice that you can get through in a single day of, like, one particular stage. And I was, like, guessing, like, the second the second major uh, location, if I recall, in uh, Pikmin 3. So, yeah, like, instead of just simply getting as much juice as you can, you also need to have as much pigment as you can. So basically, a double challenge. So raise up the stakes. And the third one, this is more kind of a unique one in my, in my opinion, but maybe not as tough. But I think that's also leave a little bit of chance to RNG. And how about <laughs> a new Pokemon Snap? Okay. Like get, like you have to go and take one of the best pictures up there. And I was thinking, like, can you take in the best picture of my Lotic in that swamp level? Yeah, like, because as you know, new Pokemon Snap, like, we, we complained before, like, Professor always like, oh, how is this picture much more better than that one? Like, how is this angle? Like, all that. So, how, like, that will leave a little bit of RNG luck to, to the players. Like, oh, can you get the best picture of Milotic? Or, like, one of the legendary Pokemons. Like, whatever uh, legendary Pokemon they be. But, for example, uh, Milotic. That, that Milotic picture has always been a very difficult one in my opinion so like if you can get like the best picture of my Lotic of doing that like amazing jump then yeah you pretty much know all those challenges so yeah uh, a perfect shot but a little bit of rng with it yeah, like and, i and, and the, the thing that some people not realize that they haven't played the game is that you don't find out the picture quality until the level is over mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can think oh i've got this perfect picture and then you look at it and it's like no <laughs> right, 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 right. 
Yeah, yeah. So like that that's basically a thing. Like a lot of people basically don't like that RNG look, like oh, like and that per- perspective, but I think that's also a good way aside from like putting putting literally put put the the grinder, put people to the grinder a, a la Super Mario Maker 2 and just like yeah, just making them suffer like a sadomasochism, but yeah, just like okay, just leave it to good old RNG. It may stink, but again, I feel like that's probably the the, the, the fairest way, if anything else. Leave it to RNG. Jesus. <laughs> if, if we really want to kill them, let's put them in the first level and say, get the best Beedoo picture possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, the yeah, oh, yeah. We love Beedoo. <laughs> yeah. I want to note that I thought I literally got the best Beedoo picture possible, and it was only two stars. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. This it was like looking at me. It was in full body. It was on an environment that was unique, and I was just like, "This is the perfect video shot." It was two stars. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I got the perfect angle. Oh yeah, work it, but it's work it. Like, yeah, right. Well, show me those two front teeth. That is a perfect shot. Yes, uh, editor, please. What is it? Two stars. What? <laughs> rules of three. There's no rules of three in this. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> complained about it but i i love i love that game but make no mistake i was so mad at times when i saw some of the quality picks i felt i got and it didn't give me the stars like i thought i got a four star pick and like two stars or i get like what i thought was a one star pick and it was four stars i had a shot that was a Pokemon obscured by grass. You couldn't see it. It wasn't great quality. and gave me like three stars. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, Depends on the professor's mood that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just like the detection of the professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was good to me, but it wasn't to me. Like, have some consistency. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> It was like JJ, like, oh, like, I need to pick the more Spider-Man. Like, no, you got to pick this picture on this particular angle. Not this way, or this or trash. Garbage, trash, forget it. Nope, into the shredder. Ah! <laughs> it's like, oh, no, it's like, hey, hello, Mr. Jameson. I got this picture of Spider-Man. I think it's four stars. Looks at the picture. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how I felt with the professor at times. Like, seriously, man? So... Yeah, I agree. We, we definitely need to have a uh, challenge in there for Pokemon Snap just to really test them in all the ways that matter. Because if you can overcome a Pokemon Snap challenge, you might just have a chance. That's <laughs> <laughs> might. You might have a chance at glory. All right. And with that, we are ending this episode up of the Nintendo Tamp podcast. Must resist saying his name. I can do it. I can, I, I can do it. Sorry. Almost had it. Reflex. It's like a reflex. But yeah, we, we obviously won't have a poll because Tyler controls our NEP account. Who thought that was a good idea? But, uh, <laughs> Maybe we should probably ask him to give, give us oh, the permission we, we, to it use it now. Hard. So, uh, <laughs> we, definitely let us know what your thoughts are on our Nintendo Arena idea. Uh, let us know what you would have in a three-tiered Nintendo challenge because I think this is totally something Nintendo should do, especially during like you know an E3 weekend or a PAX weekend. You could totally do it with PAX. Um, what games would you want? How would the challenges be? Let us know. 
And then, of course, what did you think of uh, the of the upcoming Wave 2 of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Are you going to be trying out Nintendo Switch Sports with the new update? Are you excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 3? And are you excited for the Kid Icarus, potential Kid Icarus remaster on Switch? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> and uh, before we end it off, there is also one quick breaking news as well from it's Nintendo. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, something that you will hate, Todd, because they just recently announced it that Minecraft Steve, uh, Steve and Alex Amiibo are coming on September 9th. So, oh, yes, <laughs> if you want to get those Amiibos for Smash Bros. release, by all means, Minecraft Amiibo is coming our way on September 9th. <laughs> that's fine. You know what? That's fine. You know why that's fine? Because I would bet you any amount of money Minecraft Steve ain't going to be in the next Smash Brothers. He shouldn't have been in this Smash Brothers, but he won't <laughs> be in the next one. I can guarantee it. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, your, there's your challenge when a level 9 Smash Brothers battle as this Minecraft Steve. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Dare you all to do that. All right. So for Warrior Will and Skullcat Scott, I am Triforce Style. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We've made it to the end of the level. So, ooh, raise the flag. <laughs>